you know, he did look better as a bear. <laughs> there are things in life you learn and in time you'll see. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of October 6, 2019. This is episode 59. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the theme parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Remember, whenever you're planning your next Disney park vacation, cruise vacation, or wherever you want to go, Trust the travel partners that I believe in. Destinations with Character Travel. The official travel partner of the Disney Marvel podcast. Stay tuned to the end of the show to find out how you can receive a free gift the next time you book your Disney Park vacation. You can always email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website www.destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Disney Marvel podcast sent you. And now, for the news. Slow news week this week, primarily. This past Saturday, though, on October 5th, there was an accident on the Walt Disney World's brand new Skyliner where a couple of the uh, carriages collided in one of the stations. There was no major injuries reported, and the Skyliner has been remained closed while investigations continue. On rumor's side, the character of Wedge Antilles is reported to be coming back to the Star Wars film in Skywalk The Rise of Skywalker. The character who was in the original three movies, Star Wars A New Hope, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi, uh, who was played by Dennis Lawson, will be supposedly reprising his role. Um, I have no official word on that, but lots of uh, uh, fingers pointing towards it in The Rise of Skywalker. We'll be back after these short messages. week I had a few ideas since I'm going solo again what should I talk about I pondered over different parts of the parks the history of the park some of the stuff that may be coming up for the holidays or doing a movie review and as I was sitting in the car my boys had been watching the new edition of Aladdin and I was personally getting tired of seeing it for two weeks in a row row um I switched and put Oliver and Company on for them. I figured, you know what? Every week you're going to watch a new movie. So I put Oliver and Company on for them. Uh, they'd been watching uh, Endgame for a while before that, too. So I said, you know what? After Oliver and Company, I know another movie that you like. My one son likes bears. So I said, let's watch Brother Bear. And I'm listening to this movie. Obviously, since I'm driving, I can't be watching it. But I, I remember watching this movie um, shortly after it came out. And thinking to myself this was this was actually pretty well done there's a, a fairly decent story to it and i'm listening to them as they're watching it and of course 
kids being kids, they fought me on watching this this movie at first. But once I put it on and it got started, it kind of hit them, and it really took over as um as quite the uh, enjoyable movie. First off, the the score, uh, one of the the first songs that hits you is Tina Turner's "Great Spirits." I mean, the soundtrack alone, um, done by Phil Collins, who also did the the soundtrack for Tarzan, which won the uh oscar um golden globe and the uh what the american music award i believe it was or grammy it won the grammy um so you i mean you know it's phil collins and you know it puts so much into this soundtrack so the ones like i said opening song is by tina turner um and then you have the transformation song that comes out later by the bulgarian women's choir which you know to them it, it do they understand the the gravity of this movie no do a lot of people mock this movie for being yeah it, it, it came out let's let's be honest it came out when the movies disney was producing were questionable at times they were hit or miss uh looking back they were good they're they're all enjoyable but we're coming off the high of the lion king still at this point you know this, this is six years removed from the lion king and um yeah, about six years, six, seven years. And the, you know, you had Pocahontas and Hunchback uh, that came out in the late 90s. And then this followed up, you know, Atlantis, the Lost Empire, uh, Treasure Planet came out the year before. So Lilo and Stitch um, as well. And I'll get into some of those more and kind of the, the comparison. But so, you know, it's like... And, you know, Atlantis, the Lost Empire, that got a little off track. Treasure Planet, you got Talking Blob. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, wacky robot. Um, yeah, the Martin Short was, you know, doing that one. Um, I'm not knocking Martin, Martin Short. I'm just saying it, it's, like I said, hit or miss. So Brother Bear get caught up in this. This is another Florida project, let's say. Um, and I don't mean Florida Project as in a theme park. Um, the the Florida Animation Studios, which was housed in, at that time, Disney MGM Studios, now Disney Hollywood Studios, started, it, they, Ruggie was made to do shorts, and then it did backup work. Finally, it wasn't until Mulan that they started producing their own full features. So they did Mulan. They did Lilo and Stitch. This was their third one, Brother Bear. And they they had a way of they had such an in-house group of talent that they were producing these movies that were let's let's you know again comparing to what uh, California was putting out these were actually really good the animation quality for Brother Bear is really well done the the story and I I do believe it is an original story. Um, takes place in North America, uh, follows a, um, a tribe. Oh, goodness, there's woolly mammoths in it. So you're talking 40,000 years ago. You're talking a long time ago that some of these creatures are roaming and kind of the, the spiritual nature of who, becoming who you are or who people say you are when you don't believe you don't want to hear that but 
it's kind of like a coming of age, I guess. Um, is it coming of age? More, you know what? I I, w- I was thinking as I was listening to the movie, it, it's learning to understand not just nature, but other life. Um, it, you know the old saying, you don't judge a person till you walk a mile in their shoes. This is basically taking that into a new perspective where you have uh, Kenai who him and his three brothers Kenai becomes of age he gets his totem to find out that his totem is a love bear and being a young man this does not sit well with him his son his older brother is uh, oldest brother is an uh, eagle of wisdom and leadership um so you know he's not too happy let's you know what let's talk about the cast too Kenai is voiced by Joaquin Phoenix does a great job in this yes the guy who's in the Joker I mean you want to talk about a parallel the guy who's now playing the Joker in the Joker movie that's currently out um, voiced Kenai the the lead character in Brother Bear uh, Jeremy uh, Suarez did Coda the the young bear Rick Moranis Rick Mor- this is probably one of the last movies Rick Moranis did uh, voices Rut a moose you also have um, Michael Clark Duncan as Tug a, a giant bear uh, go figure Dave Thomas uh, Dave Thomas did Tug Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis have a history they did a movie together um way way back where they, they did these uh, two characters their characters are kind of based on that the mooses were, were based on these you know kind of uh, laid back uh, Canadian type of characters then you also have Jason uh, Reyes and you're going who is Jason Reyes and why are you mentioning him Jason Reyes was uh, in um, God rest his soul uh, he died shortly after this movie came out. Um, Jason Reyes was the original Simba. The original adult Simba in the Broadway cast of Lion King. Um, a, a young town with a very promising career. Uh, he was starting to put produce songs to put out on the radio. And if you go back and listen to the original Lion King um Broadway cast recording soundtrack and you listen to how he sings some of those songs uh, particularly um, what's the name of it Uh, there's this one that he is singing about trying to follow in his father's footprints and and kind of yelling out at Mufasa about okay you promised you'd be there for me and you're not there and you, you abandoned me and then he kind of, you know he realizes in the song how things have changed. He sings that with such passion and emotion. It is unreal. Any of the songs that he sings, he he, the kid had such promise. Um, and it's a it's a shame that he he's gone gone. He was gone way too soon. But he he's Denali. He is um one of the older brothers, and uh Sika who's another one of the old uh, other brothers uh by DB Sweeney. Um so you get you get a fair amount of 
you get a fair amount of talent in this. But the oh my goodness, the um, I don't know if it's her mother or just kind of the the elder of the the tribe, who looks a lot like Grandmother Willow. Um, it does a nice job, kind of the same character that you saw Moana of the the grandmother. Uh, again, Grandmother Willow. It's that nurturing, or even Grandmother Fa uh, from Mulan. Uh, nurturing, wise lady. And without trying to give too much of the plot away. So, um, Kenai goes out. He finds out, yeah, he's not happy with his, his situation in life. And he thinks this one bear had killed his oldest brother. And he goes to seek revenge. Well, his the middle brother says, "Well, you know, no, that that's not the case. Um, it, it, he died because of something you did." Well, he and I did not want to hear this, and he goes out and kills the bear. The older brother spirit uh, transforms him into a bear. To again, like I said, the this old saying of "you don't know so until you walk a mile in their shoes." Well. He and I was just so not in tune with nature, which was something that you know the, these native tribes believed in you, to live harmoniously with nature. And he and I was not having that, so this is to teach him a lesson. So he becomes a bear and ends up befriending Coda. Um, there's a twist that between Coda and Kenai that comes later on. I will not get into that. I will let you, if you haven't seen the movie, I will not ruin it for you, even though at, at some point it becomes apparent. But, you know, he learns what it is to, what that these creatures aren't the, the monsters that he thinks they are. And the just just to show you how much Disney sometimes put into their movies are uh, these directors um, and uh, animators and everything the movie itself transforms during the transformation um, the aspect ratio of the movie changes um, I'm sorry I don't have the exact technical specifications but the original um, the aspect ratio of the movie which is the size of the picture changes from one thing to another um, whenever you switch from the humans to the animal end. And so does basically the co whole color pad and the animation style. You have a very surreal looking, uh, darker colors. Um, there's a little more heaviness to the human side. And when it becomes the animal side, you have a lot more vivid colors, um, a lot more um, playful animation. And the aspect, like I said, the aspect ratio actually um, changes altogether to something a little wider. And so there, there's, there's, like I said, the movie in itself changes. And maybe in some ways, maybe it loses itself with some of the the playfulness of the animals um, in, in the characters. Sometimes maybe they're a little too. It doesn't fit the first part as much. Um, I guess you can make that argument, but it still follows the lesson of what the movie is trying to tell you that, you know, what you see is what you perceive is not always what it is. And I think in this day and age where 
you know, you, you have people with pets, you know, dogs or cats or whatever they are, and they they treat them like children. This is kind of the movie that's that kind of leads into that, that these creatures are more than just creatures, that they are living creatures, that they're, they're not monsters. They're not just, you know, mindless animals that walk this earth. They, they are thinking creatures and that they have a spirit, that they have a sense of family and connection between each other. Um, again, the songs by Phil Collins um, are fantastic. I love this soundtrack. It, it's just so well done and the, the variety of songs. You, you have uh, the main song, Look Through My Eyes by Phil Collins. Fantastic. I, I One that I just never really got enough of. Great Spirit by Tina Turner. Uh, she just bangs that out of the park. Um, would you know? It's Tina Turner. She's just got, put so much energy into that to that song. Uh, Welcome again by Phil Collins. Very well done. No way out, which is a um, uh, Phil Collins song. Uh, Transformation by the Bulgarian Women Choir. Uh, On my way by Phil Collins. Just a, a very playful song. Um, you have welcome. You have another version of Welcome Way by the Blind Boys of Alabama and uh, Phil Collins. Uh, another take on it, which again, very well done. Um, no Way Out again. There's two versions of it. Um, one I believe has uh, oh no, Transformation is one that does words. Uh, another version of No Way Out. Transformation by Phil Collins. This one actually has words to it, which puts a lot of meaning behind the 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 song. Then you have the scores, of course. If you get a chance, if anything, you know, listen to the soundtrack. Uh, a lot of a lot of great great music on there. Um, and it can probably make you wonder and want to watch the movie. And you know, you should. Something the the artwork and the animation and the, you know, you, it's I guess relatively supposed to take place in uh, around the northern North America, Alaska, northern uh, Canada, northwestern Canada area, and you just—it's one of those times. Um, just like I would almost put it online with Lion King in some of those aspects. I'm not saying it. Is as you know, it's Lion King like, or it's you know, as wonderful as Lion King, but it is a movie where you stop and think at some points during this movie and realize, wait, this is supposed to be a children's movie, and they're hitting you with a a the weight of a situation like this, and the implications that follow through with the characters, um in teaching themselves a lesson um, again kind of like Moana you know in Lion King in, in some of these other movies where the you follow the journey of the main character the protagonist and you can't help sometimes getting sucked in and just you know taking a moment to really think about the situation that is playing out in front of you um even though they're supposed to be bears, it becomes so human uh, in in so many aspects. Um, the the resolve is is well done. I again I cannot 
really speak to highly about to highly enough. Um, you know, I would argue people that you know speak out against this movie that maybe they haven't watched it again. Um, maybe they're you know they were looking at it with you know rose color with you know uh, a blind eye because the, you know thinking about where Disney's animation uh, department was at that time again the the California studios wasn't putting out these big blockbusters that everyone was going to see like they had a decade before. Because, you know, 10 years earlier, you had Little Mermaid uh, come out. You had Aladdin. You had Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and all these big movies. And then all of a sudden, people weren't as interested because the movies just weren't hitting or connecting with the audiences at that time as much as they had been earlier. And you had Pixar, which was putting out these big movies. But now Pixar doesn't want to play nicely with Disney. So Disney's going, okay, computer animation is the next wave. Uh, that's the direction we need to head into. Let's do Valiant. Let's do um, Into the Wild. Let's do Meet the Robinsons. Uh, Chicken Little. All these movies that it they started focusing on. And here is Florida still working on hand-drawn animation. So inevitably that's part of the reason why they shut uh, the Florida Animation Studio. I could do a whole episode on that. Uh, maybe I should. Um, but let me give you just a quick preview. Because um, this is something I remember reading when I, I saw the announcement that they were closing the Florida Studios. That Roy Disney said, because he was the head of Disney Animation at that time. The Florida Studios is not producing mo the movies that we want. Or the quality of movies that we want or something along that lines. So we, we will be shutting it down. Maybe the real reason is because they didn't want to shut down the California, the the home base, the one that his uncle built. And looking at some of the numbers, you got to wonder, well, did they do the right thing? Because you had Brother Bear. Brother Bear's domestic numbers was $85,336,277 that brought in. Approximate. Its worldwide gross was $250 million, Two hundred fifty million three hundred ninety-seven thousand seven hundred ninety-eight. So let's just go eighty-five million two hundred fifty million was its its box office that it brought in. Uh, two years earlier, California released Atlantis: The Lost Empire, that made eighty-four million dollars domestic. Okay, not far off. It made a million more. Not bad in two years. Worldwide gross was one hundred eighty-six million dollars. Okay, there, there's a bigger gap there. Treasure Planet opened 2002. So, year before. That only made $38 million domestically. Alright, that, that, now it made double what Treasure Planet did. Worldwide gross to that was 110. So again, over double what Treasure Planet did the year before. Also the year before was Lilo and Stitch. Another total Florida project movie. Domestically, 145 almost $146 million. That's just domestic. Which is more than either of the other two California ones did. Um, well, well, no, Atlantis actually did more uh, worldwide. But $273 million worldwide. And then Brother Bear, $250 worldwide the next year. Your two Florida movies 
outdid two of your your domestics. And then, oh, let's not forget, next two years later, you had, or next year, the following year, you had Home on the Range done in California, which brought in $50 million domestically and only $103 million worldwide. Which studio was making the better movies? The other thing is that Florida was taking longer to put out the movies, so let's drag things out, and of course, the longer it takes to put out, the more you have to pay the animators, and becomes budget issues, and going over budget, and blah, 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 blah. Keeping up with schedules and release dates. But, yeah, so Florida was actually, you know, these movies were doing well. These were These were doing well. And... You know, Brother Bear was put up for Best Picture. That year, it was against Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo took home Best Animated uh, Picture at the Oscars. Brother Bear did not. Now, this may not be the popular opinion. I personally think Brother Bear should have won that. I'm not the hugest... I love Finding Dory. I'm not the biggest Finding Nemo fan. Um, it's okay. I, I don't hate the movie. Uh, I think the subject matter at the beginning may be a little too heavy for children. That's my opinion. I, not that I wouldn't show my kids it. It just, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I just, it, it's okay. I enjoy it. I I love the character of Dory. And I, like I said, it's one of the ones I actually like the sequel better. I like Finding Dory better. For me, it, just, for me, it, it sits better. It just plays out better. It's a little smoother. Um, where Finding, Finding Nemo is just a very heavy movie. But anyway, we're not talking about Finding Nemo. We're talking about Brother Bear, and again, just just it's a the music is fun, energetic, very well written. Uh, the fact that you had someone like Phil Collins to be able to 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 back it up and to to write it for you. I mean, I mean, I enjoy Phil Collins' music, so I, I've always liked him. I liked him. Uh, when he was with the police, uh, not the police. Hello, that's a sting. Uh, with Genesis, um, I liked his time in Genesis. I liked his solo work af- afterwards even more so. And I always joke around with people saying that I am much like Phil Collins because I cannot dance. But he's, I, I always enjoy his talent, and he's just a, a very well, he's very well uh, done with his music. Brother Bear, he puts so much work into. Um, again, just hitting those right tones like Elton John did with The Lion King. Phil Collins did very similar with Brother Bear, hitting those right tones with the type of music that needed to be in this in this movie. And it, it plays out very well. So check out the soundtrack and then also check out the movie because I think going back... You know, like I said, some of the side characters maybe don't seem to, to maybe fit the narrative quite as well, but it, the the main characters are what it's about, and they play out very well in the the journey, and again the the physical transformation and the uh, spiritual or psychological transformation of the main character. Um, is so nicely done, and the the animation, um, uh, again is fantastic. Some of the the animation 
like I said, particular there's and there's several moments that just you kind of stop and it it doesn't take you out of the movie. It pulls you further into the movie. And you you realize the the conflict and the you know story the great stories are with conflict and this has just such the conflict. Um it's just so nicely presented uh you you just kind of sit there for a moment and just realize what you just saw and realize oh wow disney actually went there and they did and um yeah uh brother bear is definitely worth another look in my opinion um don't it, it, it's sadly forgotten like i said because of the movies that came out the, the biggest one at that time of course being lilo and stitch Chris Sanders um, in uh, the Crystal Boy movie, um, which that's one of my favorites. So I, I can't I can't speak against it. But again, Brother Bear, following in that vein of just great storytelling that came out of Florida in that at short period of time, my, my some of my favorite Disney movies, Mulan, came out of Florida. I mean, Mulan came out when I was working down there, um, so I just had that personal connection with that, and that, that's one of my one of my favorites as well you know and stitch years later i i remember my wife and i were constantly going to see it i think we saw it five times in the in the theaters and we were dragging everybody with us come on you need to see this movie you, you need and years later i even go to friends now like you haven't seen lilo and stitch you need to sit down and watch this because much like lilo and stitch um you you start off with one movie and it kind of takes you on a journey that maybe you didn't fully expect or maybe even if you did um the way that they tell the story is just so nicely done. And it's just got a couple of those stop moments like Lilo and such that you just go, Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Hmm. Where they, Hmm. They did that, huh? I, I, Oh, I can't believe it. Um, a lot more mature than you expect, but it's not, it's not, done in a way that a child can't understand or somewhat appreciate they won't fully appreciate it until they're older obviously but they will still appreciate kind of maybe the conflict that just happened anyway so yes that is brother bear have you seen it what are your thoughts on brother bear please let me know join us on the and the social networks join me join the conversation join all the conversations check out the posts post back join us on facebook facebook.com slash disney marvels podcast again the facebook group is facebook.com slash disney marvels podcast and on the twitter which is at disney marvels um the twitter handle is at disney marvels please feel free to join us on both let me know what you think of brother bear and uh where you would put it you know is it a good movie is it not is it something that maybe is a little underrated and should be watched again you can also email the show your answers, your suggestions, what you thought of the show, what your suggestions for the show is. I'm actually, you know what? I'm very curious. I'm going to put this out to you uh, people, please. And I, I seriously want you to email me this. Um, what of this podcast, besides the Brother Bear, but of this podcast, what are the parts that you enjoy? Because I was thinking maybe doing some reformatting. But, you know, the, between the news segment, the any of the stories, the stories, the, the conversations that I come with, up with, um, how I format the show, please let me know. I know some of the technical issues I keep struggling with, 
I'm working with. I'm dealing with an older computer, so I, I have a few things in the work about that. Um, email the show and let me know. Do you you'd like that I have news in it? Do you not like that I have news in it? Um, what kind of topics do you think I should be touching on? The music and audio selections that I pick. DisneyMarvels at gmail.com is the email address where you can send that information to. Again, the email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Um, you could also leave a voice message on the Anchor app itself. If you download the Anchor.fm app on your smartphone of whatever sort, uh, Android or iOS, um, it allows you to send me voice messages, and I do listen to them. And I can even put them to the show if you uh, if they're appropriate. Um, I also want to thank you for your time. Like I always say, I, I truly appreciate your time because there are so many things you could be doing else in your life because you've got so many things that you have to be doing and that you have also taken some of that time to listen to me, to join this show, to enjoy it, to listen to it, to download it, it means a lot because I do this for you and it's... It's a love of mine, and I the fact that I can share it with you is something that I, I always... It's what keeps me going, and what keeps the show going almost 60 episodes later. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough that you've taken the, your time to to join this show, to, to download it, to listen, and I, I appreciate it. I mean, I always ask you if you could just take an, a moment more... Go to iTunes, rate the show, um, whatever or whatever um, portal that you're listening to through whatever device. Um, if you get, rate the show, go to iTunes also and leave um, leave a review and rate it because that's how it gets the word out. Tell your friends if you have Disney friends, let them know that there's this show called Disney Marvels. Listen to it because there's a nice guy on the other side, or oh, at least I hope I'm a nice guy. Um, Listen to Disney Marvels. Give it a try. Because he talks about anything Disney. And if you send him a message, he'll talk about that. Um, yeah, let him know. Because the bigger the Disney family, the better. Walt believed in it, and I believe in it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And this way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, also consider becoming a pre uh, premium subscriber. And help the show out. You can do this over at the Anchor site, anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. And there's also a Patreon page that I'm trying to get going. So remember, because this show is brought to you by listeners like you. And you help keep the lights on. And I said before, contact our friends over at Destinations with Character because they're really nice too. And they help you get places. It is a earmarked agency specialized in Disney cruises, resort vacations, and in the business of making your dreams come true. Made up of past cast members, annual pass holders, and lifelong Disney fans, and worldwide travel enthusiasts. They are in the know in regarding all aspects of your travel. They also have Disney Marvel listeners. Whether you travel travels take you to the Disney parks, to ocean cruises or sunny resort stays. They have the uh, destinations and the service level to make your vacation truly magical one. 
Find out how to, they take the stress and hassle of your vacation so you can enjoy yourself. Book a Disney five-night package with a four-night hopper, four-day hopper, um, with them, and you'll get a free twenty-five Disney gift card just by mentioning the Disney Marvel podcast. There you go. Like I said at the beginning of the show, special gift for my listeners. Book a Disney five-night package with a four-day hopper, and they will give you a free. Again, my favorite one of my favorite words, free $25 Disney gift card by mentioning my show, Disney Marvels. Contact them again at http slash slash colon slash slash www.destinationswithcharacter.com or simply www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, the email address is info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Whatever you're facing out there, whatever troubles, strife, hard times, or darkness you're facing in your life, don't ever give up. Don't, don't for a minute think that you're not worth the fight. Inside of you, there is a light that's going to tell you differently because you are special. You are wonderful. You are you. And no one else could be that or ever replace it but it will be missed. Don't give up. Don't give in. Find that light within you. and Be your own hero. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Be your own hero. Stand up and take control. Never give up or never give in. And I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney. Disneyland is a work of love. We don't go into Disneyland just with the idea of making money. So, despite what people are thinking, that is true. Disneyland was a passion of Walt Disney. And on that note, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.